Tottenham, stick it in the goal Come on Tottenham, the pace are bloody slow You are the first team, the last team my dreams have ever seen Put on that lily white and run on to that green White Hart Lane has seen its pain, it's had its loads of nights We fought our team through thick and thin and all those glory nights And when the game is done we'll sing a song and talk it out all night Hey, Come on Tottenham, stick it in the goal Come on Tottenham, don't be so bloody slow You are the first team, the last team Hi, it's Season 5, Episode 8, Tom Watson Family Podcast My name's Jav, joining me this week, the Queen of Watford, the fabulous Zoe Pearson Hi Jeff, hi Aaron, you're alright? And host of the excellent first time, long time podcast, Aaron Wolf from Boston. Hi guys. Hi Aaron, it's your first time back on, on, on the podcast so um, this season, so we, we've got uh, a lot to discuss and um, I'll be asking you a little bit later about the first time, long time podcast. Um and if there are any any more episodes to look forward to, that sort of thing. Um, but in the meantime, let, let's let's um, let's talk a bit a bit about Spurs. So um, we've gone from three defeats on the spin in all competitions to suddenly three victories um, in a row. Crisis? What crisis? <laughs> Scrappy victories, let's say, but victories are the same. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it strikes me that if. If the likes of the you know the United, the Cities, the Chelsea, the, the Liverpool, those sort of teams, if they won matches and played badly, um, they'd be getting plaudits for, for 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 doing that. But as usual, I think um, from a lot of the media, once again, um, we play we don't play particularly well. We pick up those those results, and we don't seem to be getting the the, the credit that we um, deserve. Um, but uh, hey ho, that's 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 the way it is. Um, yesterday's game. Let's let's, let's talk about Huddersfield. Um, Harry Kane on, on the score sheet again. Um, Stats somewhere saying that he's the leading goal scorer now um, at the uh, McAlpine Stadium in the last 12, 12 months with four goals. That's amazing. I don't Who, know what, Harry, Harry Kane. Kane. Yeah, it doesn't Who say a lot. For Harry Kane. <laughs> Doesn't say a lot, lot for Huddersfield's um, defence, but yeah, it's go. a pretty, pretty damning statistic for Huddersfield. Much more than it is a good statistic for Harry. But hey, we'll take it, right? Absolutely, definitely. So, what, what did you make of yesterday's game? Uh, it was a bit. It was bitty, obviously. I think there. I think it's like you say, Jav. I think at the moment we're obviously not hitting top dried in our performances, and that's plain for everyone to see. And um, I think. The worrying thing about yesterday is the amount of, of of injuries we seem to have picked up during the game and obviously whether that will affect us um, in the weeks to come, who knows? Because I think we lost um, Yal and Moose sort of midway through the game and hopefully they're not serious, but it's a, it's a worry all the same. Um, but I think, like you were saying, Jav, it's about winning ugly, isn't it, at the moment? You know, mm. we're clearly not in form. We haven't been for the past few weeks, but... Um, to 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 play like this and and to get the results when we were winning when we're winning you know game but playing poorly it, you know we can't complain about that if we're playing poorly and we and we're not picking up results like the Man United issue who we beat a few weeks ago and you know you can compare how our two seasons have have gone side by side since 
and it's you know I, I'd be more worried if we were playing poorly and not picking up any results it's felt awful the last few weeks after that you know the three defeats in a row because it's quite plainly and simply Jav we, we aren't used to it. We've, we're not used to uh, and it's not being an entitled fan to to feel that way but we're simply not in the last few seasons we're not used to losing games on the spin because the, the team simply hasn't done it so it's felt like an impetus was put on the Huddersfield result um, probably more than it, it, it needed to be but I, I, I suppose um, to, to gain that, that confidence back into the side again and, and also we didn't have the, um, Ericsson or Ali on the pitch uh, yesterday so in order to score two goals past I mean Huddersfield's form at home hasn't been great in itself but I think like you say, it was about putting the three points on the board in in however in however we did, how we could do it yesterday, and it just happened that Harry got on the score sheet, which was great for him personally, I think, because obviously he's been out of form himself or seemingly out of form, hmm. but not bad for for somebody who's a who can't get a, a goal out of anywhere to get two on the bounce yesterday. That'll hopefully do him the world of good. Absolutely. I mean, I think yeah, five five goals out of out of, out of seven um, isn't too bad for a player who's who's supposedly out of form. I think that there were signs against Brighton last week that he's starting to to return to the the the, the, the cane of old, and I, th- I think we saw that as well yesterday. I thought he played well. That said, I think there was a chance in the first half when he went through on goal, not too dissimilar to the effort when la- he had last season when when he scored one one of his goals um, against Huddersfield last season. Um, last season, he he, he buried it in, in, into into the bottom was it the bottom left, or did it actually go to the near post of the goalkeeper? I can't remember. Um, but this season, um, he ran through and and it 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 didn't go go in. I think that's perhaps the the different difference between this and last season. But overall, he seems to be his movement was a lot better. Um, I thought second half he was um, involved in a lot of a lot of the link up play. So. Um, slowly but but surely, hopefully we'll, we'll start to see the best of him. Um, so you mentioned Ericsson earlier, and we had a question from our own David Fornell. He says, "Did we lack creativity today due to no Ericsson and Delhi?" If I bring in Aaron um, on that, yeah. <clears throat> well, it's interesting. We, you know, I I think there was a lot of positives about the game, uh, as Zoe said. You know, wi- winning winning with this kind of in this kind of form is really important. Winning with these kind of injuries is really important. Not drawing these games and going ahead and, and, and holding the holding the the lead is incredibly important. But it did it definitely for me sh- showed some of um, the challenges that we're facing right now in terms of our injury list and the way we are set up to play when we don't have players like Ali and Erickson. There was very very little connection between. For me, the, the the defensive midfield and our attacking line, it, um, Dyer didn't have a great game uh, in the first half. When he slotted back into the defense, I thought he played a lot better, and I thought uh, we looked a lot better. Um, and there was a, a lot more of that kind of connecting the back line with the the forward attacking line. But to me, in, in some ways, the story of the season so far is is Musa Dembele, who does not seem to be obviously he's 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 older obviously he's he's carrying a couple of knocks but 
there's something about his form that is really different. He's not playing the kind of game that he was able to play in the past. And I don't remember where I heard it, but, um, you know, earlier this season, late last season, Harry Kane allowed Sun to do a lot of the running for him. He was definitely injured and definitely tired. And uh, he would play these games where he was kind of more traditional striker, more traditional target man and, and, and knocking it down for other people to do the the, the, the work. And it feels right now that when you have a, a midfield duo like Dyer and Dembele, Dembele is allowing Dyer to do more of the kind of linking the defense and the attack. He's allowing the other players to do more of that kind of ball carrying than he that he used to do. He was so silky between the lines, and now he's he's not able to do that. And to come back to your question, I think that's really what we're what we're missing right now. Um, in the earlier this season, uh, Ali and Erickson have been kind of dropping very, very deep to play that role for Dembele. But with Dembele on the pitch, we don't seem to be able to kind of make that, those, break those lines, create those um, interesting opportunities. Um, and so I think, I think Dembe- uh, Erickson, Ali being out, and I think Lamella not being on the pitch yesterday uh, was definitely. Kind of a reason for some of that, um, and I wondered. Obviously, we're 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 holding Lamella, um, hopefully for 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 Barcelona. But I also wondered if this was a bit of a setup that was kind of a test for for what we might try to do against Barcelona. Like, we're not going to try to control that midfield, so maybe we're we're going to try we're going to sit back with you know th- three in the back and play a little bit more defensive and look for opportunities on the counter. And this might have been a setup that was kind of designed to play the way we will play on um, in midweek. But I definitely noticed that there was less control in the midfield. And I was looking for the players like De- Dyer and Dembele to exert that control. And they did not seem to be able to do it. I thought it changed when, when, when Yama and Winks came on. Um, but yeah, that was interesting to me. I, I think... On Dembele, um, I don't know whether, like you say, he's just that bit bit older, a bit more injury prone, and therefore not as effective, or whether because of those reasons he's actually tried to adjust his game and he's not. Yeah. Um, he's playing a different sort sort of game. Um, in terms of the control in the, in the, in the midfield, I, I think that, unfortunately that's been one of the stories of our season. I think that yeah. we're, we're blessed with fantastic midfield players, options. Um, with Spur, we often talk about uh, lack of depth in the squad. I, I would argue that you know, with the likes of Wanyama, Dyer, Dembele, and Winks, we've got plenty of options. But unfortunately, um, a combination of injuries, players returning from from injury, not being fully match fit. Um, Dyer, I don't think he's. I think his, his form hasn't been been great, etc. Means that we haven't really had a settled midfield pairing, and plus no. tr- trying different different formations, different permutations. Um, so it'd be interesting to see what he goes for against Barcelona. We'll, we'll talk about that in a bit. Um, uh, I just want to say though, I thought that there was a couple of moments in the second half where Winksy really. He had shades of Dembele of, of of previous years, where he was so hard to get the ball off of him, and he was kind of allowing, he was sucking in um, the Huddersfield midfield, and then creating space, and 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 then having a, looking for that pass. There, there was shades of Dembele, and, and as he gets into form, he he may be that player that we've been looking for to kind of 
sit alongside a more defensive-minded midfielder and kind of link the attack. But um, that is that is a concern. That is my my only real concern right now in the field in the team. Yeah, no, I'm 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 a, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of Winks, and I think if he if he can just get back to full fitness, you know, I mean, yeah. he, he needs to run a game. So it was good that he played um, in the middle of the week, and and he played all all the second half yesterday. I I wonder whether Dembele coming off, and also um, you mentioned the injuries, um, Zoe Yam too, whether that was yeah. actually precautionary with a with a view to Wednesday in mind, whether. Dembele will fe- will feature on 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 Wednesday, and it was just yeah, a quick question of taking him off um, and not risking him, or in fact the introduction of Winks in the second half is with a view to playing starting Winks on um, on Wednesday because he's technically he's a very good footballer, he can keep the ball, um, he's he's always looking for that forward pass. Um, we saw that yesterday, and um, we know that he can play the. the Big games. We saw that against Madrid, both home and away, last season. So, absolutely, we'll, we'll see how that pans out, and, and we'll discuss Barca in a bit. I thought yesterday, funny about yesterday, I thought that that the first half, we scored the two goals. I don't think we were that great. I think we had the much better second half, yeah. um, and there was some good movement. And, and and do you know what? Again, it's one of those things. I think it's been the story of our, our season where we seem to start the first half a bit slowly, and the second half we're a lot more on the front foot. Um, there are exceptions to that, like the Liverpool game when we were just poor, full stop. But second half, I thought in, in a lot of these games we we seem to be a lot better. And yesterday we had a lot of good moves between the sec- second half with Mora, um, Kane, and Son. Uh, yet we didn't manage to capitalise on that. So it was, it was weird that yeah, first half we scored two, second half we didn't. But I wonder, how, I wonder how much of that is. Is I'd love to see what the you know what the book on Tottenham is for the for the opposing teams if if they know that it's we're going to be harder to break down um, through the middle of the game and, and towards the end our fitness is always so good but those first twenty minutes we can be hurt and if if other teams they seem to come out really strong 10, 15, 20 minutes at the beginning of the game where we we are not quite as well organized and seem much more vulnerable. And then we seem to settle in. And I wonder how much of that is just almost the opposition research, you know, the kind of what the, what the scouting reports are saying about how to hurt our team. It's almost the beginning and the end of every half, isn't it, that we seem the most wrong. Well, it's, it seems yeah. to be when we needed our goals is that the beginning of the, the game or the beginning of the second half when, you know, it, it's almost like a lapse in concentration, which, which is almost kind of unacceptable at, at the level yeah. that they're all playing at. Um, if I could just make a quick comment about uh, what you were saying about the midfield, I think what we what we're missing in, in our midfield, and I think even with the inclusion of Ali and, and Ericsson, even when they were playing and, and fit, even though they weren't in the last game, but what we're missing in our midfield is that combative edge, which and, and I can't recall the last time I've I've seen us actually dominate the midfield with the midfield performance and I think it's like you say Aaron about a lot of it probably does have a lot to do with the fact that Dembele's been you know a bit wishy-washy here and there because even when Ericsson and Ali do drop back into that midfield they they don't have that physical strength Dyer, like you say Javs has been out of form quite clearly and his his strength has never been you know passing his job was to, to almost get stuck in with tackles but obviously he's having to compensate for Dembele. And I think that has 
ultimately cost us a lot in in games this season. Um, And I also think it's making Lucas Moura a lot less effective. Yeah. It is. Um, You know, he had a great game against United, but he's he's been quite quiet since. And I think, again, you need that inclusion of of Ali and and Ericsson in almost to, to get the best out of Lucas. To, so, so he can play off the shoulder, almost as like that false number nine. But, mm. you know, um, it, it, it's it's a tricky one. We, we've not quite seemed to have that balance yet. And and I, what that's down to, I'm not sure whether it's World Cup fatigue still. I'm not sure how long we can say and use that as a, as a reason, whether it be a genuine one or not. You know, at some point, the, we all, all have to click into gear. And hopefully we're just riding the early part of the season this riding the storm from the end of last season and the world cup um and hopefully in the in the later part of the season we'll um we'll see the results sort of start to start to become more accustomed to how we how we want them and and all we can do is, is hope that happens and you know i think the knee-jerk reaction on on fans on social media doesn't help at all yeah. you know it really it, that, that's one thing that really it has it, it's 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 irked me to the point where i've i've have rarely gone on social media while we've had this little run of results because you know i, I, can't, I can't be doing with reading potch out after after three defeats i think that's it's it, why would you cut your nose off to spite your face i i don't get it i really don't yeah, I can't. I mean, that that stuff is uh, infuriating and mind-boggling. Like really uh, is. the 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 shortness of the memory of 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 the the general fan base. Did you did you guys see the um, Nathan A. Clark put together a great video about the way our midfield and our attacking line play, and um, and he kind of used Potch's post-game comments the other day to sort of illustrate this this point of the way we play the way the way he had sort of made a distinction between our play against inter and and our our, our play against liverpool did you see that video no um, i haven't oh it's it's fantastic and one of the things that he really points out you know potch said that we were we were not we, we played too fast in the midfield um against against liverpool that we were um Sort of rushing as soon as we got into the yeah. midfield, and and uh, he he illustrated that um, in this video to sort of demonstrate how the way Pochettino wants us to play is to slow down, and it's the way we've played in the past, right? When when the ball gets to gets to the the midfield duo, whether it's Dyer and Dembele or if it's Winks and Wanyama, that the that that the that that's where actually the play should slow down, and then one of the three attacking. Um, line will sort of drop deep and create space by dropping deep and pick up the ball and then all of a sudden there's space to play as the defenders drop in to kind of fill in that space between between the lines and what's really interesting is when you it what uh Dembele has not been able to carry that ball and Dyer's poor passing right now is it's really evident in the first half where if they, once they slow down the ball when they when we have possession and the two of them are on the ball it didn't amount to much because Dyer can't right now seem to string together a, a creative pass and, and Dembele's not doing his thing. And you really saw it when 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 Yama and Winks came up, came onto the pitch. They were able to do those things and play the way Poch wants us to play. And it's 
it was very instructive to me. It's a great video. If you, if you, if you, it was on his Twitter feed in general. If you don't follow Nathan A. Clark, his his Twitter feed is fantastic. But uh, he really kind of illustrated the ideal Pochettino method of of playing through playing through the midfield and and why it hasn't been working at the beginning of the season and and how that is right now down to form. Whether that's um, you know tiredness or just sort of the luck of the draw, but there is something. In terms of our form and, and our injury list, you kind of have to believe that it's down to tiredness and and the World Cup and and the fatigue and hopefully we, we get over this little hump and some of these these injured players come back and have had a little moment to rest and you know do our normal thing around Christmas time and and um, take off. With, at, at full speed, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely. Thanks for the mention. I'll, I'll definitely check Nathan's um, video out. I, I, I do follow him on on Twitter, but I, I, I'd, I'd miss that. Bit, but it yeah, sounds, sounds sounds like a, something that's well worth a watch. Um, and it just stri- strikes me that actually that possibly a fit. I keep saying the word fit or injured. A fit Wanyama, so Winks and Wanyama might be the players that can um, have that urgency to bring it forward because neither of those players have played in the World Cup played the World Cup last season so neither of them are, are, are going to be tired which or out of form in the way that Dembele and Dyer have or or at the end of their careers or they just need to clear that get, get rid of those in, injuries but I think that, that they would they would complement each each other well um one of them's uh can can break the play up and Actually, Banyama's people don't give him credit for it, but I, he's not too bad bringing the ball forward. And I think no. that first season, 2016-17, he he was good at doing that. And when, when we know Winks's qualities as well, so it 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 could be that in time, um, if those two players just stay clear of injury and just get a few more games, whether it's in the Carabao Cup or, or the odd league game here and there, they can start to get some match 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 fitness. I suspect Winks is probably ahead at the moment in terms of fit match fitness ahead of Wanyama, but it was good to see that Wanyama started in the middle of the week. Um, uh, I, overall, I mean, we, we, we were fully dis- deserving of, of the three points and you wouldn't expect a team... That are struggling like Huddersfield to have caused us a problem. Um, they went close. They had a fantastic shot. Um, I can't remember who it was. Um, it was probably just before half time where Huddersfield player took a shot from just outside the box and it had a real, real bit of swerve. And Gavaniga saw it very late on and made a fantastic save. So, well done, Paolo. Um, another solid performance from him. Um, He's been great, hasn't he? He has. He really has. And Danny Rose as well. Um, I think that's that's the second game of the Brighton game where I don't want to say I, I hate this whole notion of a lot of Tottenham fans give I, I feel give Ben Davis a lot of stick and stick Danny Rose on a on a on a pedestal and and I think that that's unfair. It's unfair because I think that Ben Davis is, is a solid player, and I also think it's unfair because a lot of them look at Danny Rose and they in their minds they 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 just think that he will he he's a Danny Rose of of um, 2016 2015 um, and he hasn't been unfortunately since his injury. But I think the last two games he's starting to show shades of that, and I thought he he played well yesterday. 
He's he's a very divisive player, isn't he, Danny? He's very divisive. He, you, you know, especially with what his, his actions off the pitch. You know, he, he, he's rubbed a few fans up the wrong way, and, and some will never will never really welcome him back into the side. And 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 a lot of them, he's tarnished his own reputation from what he's done and what he said off the pitch. All all we care about as fans is is his performances on it. And if he's you know performing well, uh, you know, I'm I'm never going to slate Ben Davis because when he came into the side. You know, he well and truly made that left back spot his own, and and justifiably so with his performances. At, at the moment, it does seem like Danny has has edged himself back in front of Ben again. And if that's the way Pochettino wants to play, and and if, if Danny Rose is 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 going to maintain those performances and 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 get better and better as the season goes on, I'm I'm willing to put any sort of ill feeling aside and welcome him back into the into the squad if that is going to be our best eleven, one hundred percent, no doubt in my mind. What is it about left back and 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 Spurs? Like it's so funny. It's such a contentious position. It seems like for the past ten years. We've, we've we've like it's been the the source of angst for our fan base you know whether or not like who's better or what's who's good or this person isn't good enough for our squad or or off off field shenanigans it's been it's been it's been such a contentious position for some reason um and i i mean danny rose has not done himself any favors obviously with with his off field interviews and all of that but i think i think we're blessed with with two great left backs right now and uh or wing backs or whatever they whatever they are and, and davis is is fantastic and rose is fantastic and and i think the best case scenario is what we've seen um in in the past couple of years which is Poch being able to rotate the two of them and slot them in depending on the opposition um rose definitely brings something that 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 davis doesn't but um, I think he's finally hitting his stride, and and after his injury, and I'm, it's re- really nice to see. I think the, the the crucial thing with 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 Rose starting to to, to return to to form is that we, we've now got hopefully got that got that competition with 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 Ben because I felt that since his in, injury, Ben um, Ben took that opportunity with both hands. He was doing yeah. really 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 well. Um, his form has dipped, I have to say, this season for for whatever reason. Um, but he, generally, he'd been doing really, really well. Rose came back, and I, every time I saw Rose, he didn't fill fill me with 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 confidence. It, it always seemed there was something lacking, and, and 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 I questioned whether he would be able to return to the Danny Rose of old. But it, but we're starting to see signs, and and if he can do that, and I'm not going to go into a whole whole well, Rose is better than Ben or or Ben is. I want to. I want two good left backs competing for that spot. Um, that can only benefit both players, and moreover, it can benefit Spurs. Um, just very briefly before we move on, um, what did both of you make of Sun's performance yesterday? I, I I felt both yesterday and in other games that we've seen him, he doesn't quite seem to be. Um, I love Sun. I think he's a fantastic player. But I don't. I don't. He doesn't seem to have. Be uh, firing on all cylinders necessarily. No, I, no. I, and I'm I thinking think... in terms of goal scoring ex- um, efforts, should we say, rather than general play. To to me, he's he he seems 
you know, to to play like armchair psychologist. He seems like a player trying too hard right now. Like he's he's uh, just based on also on his comments in the press, and he's wants he wants to give the Tottenham fans and the club a present for what they allowed him to do with going to the Asia Cup. And he seems like he's probably tired. He's needs needs a little bit of a rest. He needs to get back to his full form. And in the meanwhile, he's trying so hard to kind of recreate these moments of magic from, from his previous performances that uh, it seems, you know, there's lots of skied shots and low, you know, low percentage shots that he probably doesn't need to be taking right now. Um, I'm not worried at all. I think we, as you said, I think if, if anything, he's, he's competing for a position with, with Mora and if the two of them um, are competing and fighting, fighting for it, if right now Mora is in form and Sun is a little bit out of form, I'm sure he'll 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 be able to step back in once once he finds it. Mm. Um, we've got Huddersfield next on. Sorry, we've got Cardiff even um, next on, <laughs> on 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 Saturday. Um, they lost the game today. They they they've yet to win a match. They're in the bottom three. Um, and I should add that. Um, under Pochettino, we've got a very, very good record against promoted teams. Um, so it's back at Wembley. Um, do either of you envisage anything other than a, other than a win? That's one one nil to Cardiff, then, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yep. I'm, 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 you know me, Jav. I'm, I'm never, I'm never like that. You know, I always try to be positive when it comes to our results. But I think, I think as long as as long as we can. You know, the, what I'm more concerned about now is, is is going to be the performances from here on in. You know, the results are, as you say, if we can, play, if we play poorly but win, it's a positive. The idea now is that we're all going to be looking as fans. We're going to be scrutinising the performances, and they have to start improving because in the end, we can only do that for so long, and we're going to end up coming a cropper to somebody bigger and better. Um, you can't ever underestimate. Aside, even even one that's having the record as like as Cardiff is, is having at the moment, because on any given day, you know, a bit of poor luck or a lapse in concentration, which we seem to be doing at the moment, can cost us. Um, particularly in the side that's scrapping for points, because you know if they do so happen to get a goal and, and go, you know, one then in front, the chances of us trying to break them down is going to be increasingly more difficult, especially if um, Ericsson and Ali aren't 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 fit. You know, we, we've we've had the discussion about the creativity and what we lack there at the moment. Um, I think it's going to be a huge game for the likes of. Um, I think I can see Lamella probably starting that game, and I, I think it's been a bit. Um, a bit hit and miss for him as well. He's had an impact in games that he's come on from the bench and he's, you know, he scored quite a few important goals for us uh, this season so far. Um, it'd be interesting to see if he does start with uh, Lamella over Sonny in that match. You know, um, to me, that would be the logical um, person to come in. Um, how, how Lamella performs... I think it's it's getting to the point now where the people on the bench are having to not only stake a claim to start in the team, but because the team itself isn't necessarily performing to its best, this is the this is the biggest opportunity that any of them are going to have to force their way into the side. Um, so and it's going to take games like that in order for that to to happen, I suppose. And and 
I just hope that players that are currently in the side perform well enough to keep the players on the bench on the bench. But if not, you know, you've got we've got people there knocking on the door ready to step in if, if need be. And I, and I hope that's what's going to happen. I, I, you know, I hope for a win, but I, I'll never, I'll never underestimate any side in the Premier League. I, I never do. I think our, I think our uh, result um, against Cardiff will, will 100% be related to our result against Barcelona. If if we if we play out of our skins against Barca and, and have the kind of game that we know that we're capable of, um, I could really see us, you know, putting in like the performance of a lifetime against Barcelona and then drawing 1-1 against Cardiff. You know, I don't know if it's a cynic in me, but just like I can see it. I, I can see because also the sort of the emotional toll that, that you know, it, it takes to kind of have have that kind of result. On the other hand, if we go and, and, and they just dismantle us with um, with what they're capable of, then I think we completely demolish Cardiff um, and just try to get back to form. Uh- but I just want to add. Sorry, one one thing I want to add. That Zoe, earlier you you mentioned about that that kind of midfield with uh, fighter, and I think Lamella is that player. Um, mm. He's the kind of player that I could actually see. We'll talk about it in the second half, but I could see him maybe even starting against Barcelona as 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 the kind of scrappy, high up the midfield, but breaking up the play from from up top. Um, kind of player that that we need that 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 plays with that little bit of spite and 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 guile yeah which which two do you think will um which two attackers so uh, so I'm, I'm assuming that kane would start up front and then say you've got um the two sort of flank attackers and usually that'd be sort of sunny and, and ericsson on on any given day against barcelona who do you guys think is gonna start for me, I, I suppose it'd be Lamella and 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 Lucas would be the obvious two at, at the moment on on form. Do you guys agree, or would you? Yes. Coming yeah, out? I, I mean, well, I, yeah, I, I absolutely. I think I think Sun and Lucas are would be too attack attacking minded, and not enough of the kind of breaking up the play and uh, that kind of midfield battle that I think we'll we'll have to sort of participate in. I think um it's so difficult to second guess Potch. I think that it'll be I mean Lamella will start and I think it'll be Lamella Lamella and Son. And I think more more will be in the bench and mm. he'll uh, um Son's just got such a good record in European competition. Um yeah. Um I think in terms of Cardiff I I I agree that we we've got this tendency, yeah, of, of doing really well in the middle of the week in a, in a Champions League game. We saw it last season against Madrid, and then I remember the the, the following Sunday we played Crystal Palace, and we and we won one nil, but it was it wasn't a great performance. Um, and whether we whether whether we do very well against Barcelona in the middle of the week remains to be seen. But I suspect that we should have in we should have enough to dispatch Cardiff and. Um, if we don't, then that would be very bad. Um, we, it would say more about uh, not taking any away for, anything away from them, but it would, say, it would, it would, I think, highlight our own shortcomings if we were to lose at home at Wembley to to, to, to Cardiff. Interestingly, Jeff, though, I, I, as a guy that goes week in week out, how mm-hmm. how much do you feel um, the Wembley 
kind of hangover that this is sort of these are games that we weren't supposed to be at Hembley at Wembley and, for, and and still are for the players or for the fans well I mean obviously you can't tell me what the players feel but I'm just curious for you how much you feel and we can sort of extrapolate from there like that the players I wonder I just wonder how much it weighs on the team that, that they're I, still not a home I think that I think this I think the players are just professional enough and, and, and get on with it and if you look at Okay, we've only played twice there this season, so it's it's not it's difficult to make make an make an assessment. But you know, we got a result against Fulham, Liverpool. We just didn't turn up that day. That could have that could have happened at any point, any any season. Dare I say? It? Well, I was going to say it could have happened at, at the new stadium, but I suspect um, the occasion might have helped the players if we, if we play in the new stadium. Um, I think for the fans, it's definitely a hangover. I think uh, I, I'm reasonable balanced person I'd like to think, think <laughs> rational person person to the point that last season I just thought right you know we're playing at Wembley it's not great it's one season um, get on with it I'm not going to moan about it get on with it you know and after a while it's it's the routine and you see the you see the light at the end of the tunnel you know it's right it's going to finish at the end of the season and that's it and next season we're going to be and now the fact that we're in 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 we're still playing there it's just frustrating I'm, I'm I sort of feel like this is something I should have left behind, and if that's how I'm feeling, um, you know, countless others just have written it off and don't bother going. Do you feel duped? Do you feel duped, Jav? Honestly, like, as a, as a fan that goes week in week out, do you um, feel like you've been duped a bit? Because my uh, um, what, what been in so far as the stadium's been delayed? As as in you know you know does that have a, a being in in terms of being in the stands and being in and around the, the fans that are at Wembley, you know because a lot of the, a lot of it is building up that expectation, mm. isn't it, and 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 managing it. And I suppose if the fans are disappointed with how things have turned out, then you know there must be a sense of being in 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 the game, and and you know that must affect the atmosphere, surely. It, it does absolutely. But I mean, look, the, the problem is. Um, you know, certain people won't, won't won't turn up. That obviously creates an opportunity for others, but maybe people who don't go go, go regularly or, or or are just locals living in the area mm. or tourists, and that's going to affect the atmosphere. And as it was, Wembley wasn't a great um, sort of football um, stadium, which is a complete contrast to, to the stadium that we're going to talk about in a minute, um, Milton Keynes. Um, it uh, all of that affects the atmosphere, um, but the, I think the players just last season I think it was more of a problem at the beginning of the season playing at Wembley because of that whole Wembley curse and supposed curse and, and, and that surely must have played on players' mind, minds whatever Pochettino says um, uh, as soon as we started winning some matches there it was fine um, mm. so we, we've we've won those matches last season we, we, we've beaten Fulham at the beginning of this season so psychologically I don't think that's an issue for the players yeah the atmosphere is not great but it is what it is. My my only, I feel annoyed with the club simply because I'm paying more by going to Wembley than yeah. 
being at Spurs for a season ticket. And, and I, I don't. A lot of Spurs fans say that the club should compensate them um, because the stadium's been delayed, etc., etc. No, that's never going to happen in a million years. And and these things happen. Stadium delays and and. And, and if there are, if we're led to believe that, that, that there were health and safety issues, that's, 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 that happens, unfortunately, and projects are overrun. I'm not saying it's right, it happens. What I don't think is, is acceptable is that the cost of a, the cost of a season, my season ticket at, uh, well, the cost, of, the cost of my season ticket at Spurs um, is £10 cheaper than what I was paying last season at Wembley, but that's just a personal choice. Um, if I do a like-for-like comparison, the cost of my season ticket last season at Wembley compared to what I'd be paying for individual games this season, so for a game against, let's say, Liverpool, I'm paying about 10 or 15 quid more. Mm. Now, for certain other matches, it, it it's slightly less um, because they're categorised as less. But I, I, And I know that some of that just comes down to the fact that a season ticket is you pay for the whole season and then and then I'm doing doing a calculation based on dividing it by 19 matches and, and then it's it's a flat fee of whatever it is mm. um, but it's still I don't see why I should pay for a single match like Liverpool effectively 15 quid more than I did last season for Cardiff it's about five quid less but then you add the two games up that's still still more than I was paying last season and I think that the club have really dropped a ball there, but they can get away with it. People, people, so long as some some number of people purchase those those tickets. Unfortunately, it's it's supply and demand. It's 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 basic economics, and the club will continue to um, uh, do that as long as they can get get, get away with it. Um, one thing I want to say uh, about uh, uh, sorry, Carl, sorry, right. sorry. I said, oh, you don't. I don't think you'll, you'll appease rival fans either. It's, it's the case we can't really win in terms of the stadium situation because mm. you know, we've got a win at Wembley, and, you know, at Wembley, and it's just an advantage. And then now we've got. Um, I, don't, I know we completely. talk about Hello. I can hear you now. You were breaking up a bit. Yeah. Sorry, um, no, what I was saying was that, that we can't appease rival fans because you know, ultimately we had the we had the the curse at Wembley, then it was supposedly a, a, an advantage because we were playing cup finals or semi-finals there. Right. And and then now we're playing at, at Milton Keynes for for the for the Carabao Cup and that, and that's supposedly uh, uh, causing ruptures with rival fans as well because we can't be in more than one stadium. It's like you know what, what? What? What can we do? Our our, our hands are tied currently at, at 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 the club, so you know we have to make the best of the situation that we're in, and you know fans calling us to be deductive points because we're using multiple stadiums. I mean, it's just it's a, it's laughable, really, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, there will be a, a a point in time where um, we'll feature in in a pub quiz somewhere about the season when Spurs played. Um, their home matches at several grounds and, and can you name the grounds because as it stands I think it will be free once we move into the new, new stadium um, just final thing on on, on Cardiff um, it, I suspect if if we win that match and looking at the results um, sorry looking at the fixtures of the other teams above us Chelsea City and Liverpool are playing um, 
Liverpool obviously dropped points yesterday, then they've, they've got City next, so one or both of those teams will drop points again. I can foresee a situation where if we beat Cardiff, going into that international break, we'll still be fourth, but we'll only be we'll, we'll be on 18 points and quite possibly only two points behind Chelsea, City and Liverpool. And that's not a bad place to, to be going into the international break. Um, if you're going to win a league title, you don't win league titles in um, in September or October. Um, it, it's uh, it's a marathon. You know, it's funny. I tend to not, I tend to not look at the at the table at all at the beginning of the season. And, and just uh, this morning, I, I took a glance at it. Mm-hmm. And the way the way the way the pundits are talking about how it's a two team race and uh, it's really down to Liverpool and Man City. I just like. It is really nice and tight up at the top of the table, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm. I think there's, I think there's plenty of ground to be. To, there's plenty of opportunity to make up a lot of ground, and we're, we have not hit our form. And when once we do, I think they'll, they'll it'll be a pretty interesting season. Uh, absolutely, and I, I, I think you need to be within touching distance of those of those yeah. teams. Um, we were six points behind Liverpool. It's only four now because they've dropped points, and I, and I hope they drop points again um, by drawing it against City. Because if they do and we win, it'll only be two points. And with Chelsea, assuming they win, it'll only be two points. I think with City, it would only be two points. Um, I think where it could get dangerous is if one of those teams, City or Liverpool, um, win next week. I'd rather they 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 drew their match against one another um, because if they win then it's suddenly it's still four points and you, 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 then you, you particularly with City we saw that last season it, you, you, you do not want to have, have a big gap um, four points is nothing at this point of the season but I think you don't want to be playing cash up to Man City. Two points to be within touching distance is 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 good. So, um, can I just the other thing I'll just say about the table right now is, so we're level on points with Arsenal. I've never in my his in my time of supporting Tottenham cared less about that team. It's really it's like I'm, I look at the table and I think, well, that's that's cute that they're there, but we know that they're not going to be there later. <laughs> I think that that sums it up perfectly. My my sentiments exactly. It's amazing. It's a what what a I mean if if anything marks the Pochettino era, it's that to me, right? It's the the increasing irrelevance of 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 Woolwich and 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 how and how we have set our sights on a completely different set of victory parameters, you know, like what what feels good to to be to be Tottenham right now is to be com- competing with, you know, City and, and Liverpool and Chelsea and maybe even United. You can't really even talk about right now, but like the fact that they're that they're that they're even nearby, it just doesn't it doesn't even move me at all. Um, it's it's surprising. Even their stupid fan channels dying a death. It really yeah. is. Remember, yeah. remember on a few seasons ago, you know, he'd have, he'd be, he'd, Arsenal would lose a match, and we'd all watch Arsenal fan TV and chill. And I, I can't tell you the last time I've seen anything about it on the timeline. I really, I, I, I genuinely it, haven't. Yeah. You know, they've 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 almost lost their banter title <laughs> because they've become irrelevant. And yeah. and, and I mean that in in the sense that because there's we have no interest really anymore not even to laugh which is you know again a mark of why i respect pochettino so much as of what he's done at our club yeah. but um but, uh, like you were saying jav about considering um 
Liverpool and Man City are supposed to be steamroller in this league. It's a lot closer than than a lot of the pundits and a lot of the the um, professional um, TV people would have you believe. Do you know what I mean? Mm, you know, absolutely. according to according to Guy Sports people, it's Liverpool going to be knocking everyone out of the way. But you know, it, it doesn't work like that. There's a lot of football to be played. We're very early on in the season to be. Baking bold statements and predictions like that, I think, is very, very foolish. A lot, of, a lot of people used to predict us to finish sixth every season, and look yeah. what happened there in the last seasons. You know, we, we I can't, I can't remember the last time we did finish sixth. Well, I think, I, I, I think that, yeah, the, the whole Liverpool City stuff is just ridiculous. I, I genuinely believe that the four teams that are there at the moment, I think they've, they've all got a chance. Um, of winning the league, and I'd be very surprised if the top four doesn't comprise of of, the, of those teams. Um, I, Chelsea are doing a lot better than I've I expected. And I shouldn't be surprised because they do this. They've got a good um, group of players, and they seem to do this every season. They do have one season where they do really well, and the next season they, they let their manager down and do badly, and then a new guy comes in and they, and they do really well. So they could be d- dangerous. Um, right, we've got a lot. To get through, so I'm just gonna move it on to. We had a question from Mark Stoll, um, which actually leads us nicely onto the next segment. Um, he says, "Which pass, um, which led to a penalty, was better, um, Son yesterday against Huddersfield or Lamella midweek?" Um, so we played Watford in the Carabao Cup um, at uh, uh, one of our other home grounds. Um, Milton Keynes Stadium <laughs> on 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 in, in the middle of the week. Um, it was a return of Deli Ali to Milton Keynes. Um, briefly, which 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 pass was better? Well, <clears throat> I, I'll give you a guess which one I think is better. As the uh, as as like a, a constant Lamella booster, I I, I thought his power. I thought his pass was beautiful, and I thought it was beautiful because it was to to Rose, right? Rose won the penalty. Mm-hmm. I the, the kind of the subtlety and simplicity of just that reverse through ball to Rose it, it highlighted um, what Rose does bring to the team when he's when he's on form. And I just I love I, I love those two players. I love when they're playing well. I think we're better when when they're both playing well. Um, I thought Sonny's was. Good, but you know, Lucas had to work pretty hard to get there. That's all. But we're like, you know, which is your favorite delicious dessert? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. I think I, the the one that sticks out mostly, more in my mind, is is the lamella is the lamella pass. I mean, ultimately. Um, you sort of, they sort of pale it to comparison when you're shouting for a penalty and hoping that it gets rewarded. And in the end, obviously both did. Um, but I think you're right. I think the 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 delivery from the Mella was 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 um, marginally better than than Sunny's, but only marginally. Hmm. Yeah, um, the game in the middle of the week. So Delhi's return, he fantastic um, reception he got from well from I should say Milton Keynes fans because I think that a lot of whilst a lot of Spurs fans travelled in numbers I, I suspect a lot, a lot of the locals attended that match too um, he I thought he had an okay game I mean he he, he scored two important pe- penalties um, uh, one in the shootout and then one um, from the 
from um, spot during normal time. Um, I don't think we're fantastic, but I, I, I never really thought Watford threatened us either. Um, and we got the result, but we did make a gain once again with Spurs. We made hard work of it. Um, we could have done without that, that goal very late on, and we could have done without the, the, the penalty shootout that, that followed. But we're in, we're through into the into the next round, which is which is the main thing. Was it Capu who scored? Yeah, uh, yeah. I just ugh, that dude. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just poetic justice that um, that he that he he had his pen blocked. You know that, uh, but. We didn't play great, but I, you know, I thought that was that was, it was a fun game to watch. I did not think it was going to be that fun to watch that game, um, and not not the most pleasant, you know, in, in terms of my blood pressure. But uh, I enjoyed it, and to me, the story is is Ali's return, but it's really Gazaniga, and I he I just thought he he's so beautiful looking and such a good keeper. I'm really really. Uh, Glad he's our number three goalkeeper, if not higher in the pecking order at this point. Yeah, well, but, but Pochettino was asked about that, um, and they said, "Do you see him as a number two? And he said, "Well, he's a number one at the moment," um, right. which is which is which is true. Um, so, for some reason, I, I, I and I can tell you, this isn't by design or, or anything like that. But we always seem to have you on the pod either before or after we play Watford. It always um, is. I think yeah. I've, I've, the last few seasons I've, I've been on the pod. I've, every time we've played Watford, I think I've been on. And uh, to be honest, uh, I think I'd be, I'd be quite surprised. Yeah, if you play Watford, I'm not, and I'm not on the pod. But I, as I said to you, um, <laughs> I said to you privately, I said to him privately, I said to Jav, I said, um, you know, I feel, I feel almost a bit when we don't get a result against Watford, I almost feel a bit guilty by association. So like, if we were discussing a Watford result, I almost feel like a bit, a bit guilty, a bit bad. Like I've had something to do with it, and I haven't. <laughs> it's a nice place to live, honestly, but it's. Uh, <laughs> But when we when we get beaten by him, it, it, it's it is the most annoying thing to then have to try and justify it and you know take take that the the, the Spurs side after after being uh you know lauded up by hometown. But you know it's it's good that we managed to finally have a have a, a Watford victory to talk about because it constantly feels like I'm talking about uh, either a, a sloppy draw or a silly loss against Watford. Um, it was. Uh, it was like you say, Aaron. It was it wasn't good for the blood pressure. Of the game it was uh, up and down all over the place. But then, as Spurs fans, it's something we uh, we usually come to expect. But um, it was definitely the most satisfying end to the game, um, winning that penalty shootout. Because I think most people had written off the fact that once it had gone to penalties, I think they just assumed we were out. A lot, uh, and I, I personally came off all social media until um, I felt sure that the penalty shootout would be over, and then I looked at the result and was pleasantly surprised um, that we that we'd won. Um, I think Gaznig has taken this opportunity well. Um, he, at the moment, like you say, he is definitely um, vying for to be second choice keeper now. Um, Vorm has been a bit hit and miss when he has played but um hopefully you know we should see the return of Lloris pretty soon so we won't have that um major problem but it's good that we have you know we can call upon a third choice keeper and he and he performs and he's, he's given us uh, multiple man of the match performances and it's not just a one-off occasion every time he's come into the side he has performed for us and and that's all you can ask of of, of somebody that isn't playing regularly 
that is good, that is you know asked to do a job and does it well and and that's really good to see mm. and I, I i agree with the aaron it's, it's something about those green eyes isn't it you just get lost in them <laughs> oh he is dreamy <laughs> dreamy eyes you know it used to be that aldo Varel had the held the, the title to me as best looking spurs player and i i don't know i'm get all hot and bothered now when when you, when Paolo gets behind, gets in between the sticks. Well, I think I think Toby's hair is um, head and shoulders above um, <laughs> above uh, Gasaniga. Um, our rewards for beating um, Watford um, the next round. Uh, we've got West Ham, um, which isn't a game I particularly wanted. West Ham away. Um, yes, it's, it's a ch- I suppose a chance for. A re- uh, revenge for last season, but it's as it stands, it's going to be played two days after we play Man City, um, so that could be quite challenging. And we, we, in fact, we'll have something like four games in the space of nine days: City on the Monday, um, West Ham two days later, uh, Wednesday in the League oh, Cup, geez. Wolves Saturday, and then in, no, is it Inter Milan or PSV? PSV on the sorry, uh, PSV at home the following Tuesday in the Champions League. So, um, a lot of games in quick succession. Yeah. A lot of games. Yeah. And I, I hate losing to that. Lot. I, I, you know, I, I mean, I hate losing to Arsenal. I really hate losing to Arsenal. I hate losing to Chelsea. But I, I, there's something about losing to West Ham that just doesn't sit right with me. Uh, uh, you know, you, they're almost, it, it, it's such a, a nasty derby, that one. For almost no reason, it's almost like there's a rivalry there for the sake of there being a rivalry, and you know, it's it's never it's never nice to be. Even if it is the League Cup, like last season when we when we got knocked out by West Ham, that hurt. That really hurt. Even though um, it was only the League Cup, you never you never want to be outdone by any of your rivals. You always want to make sure you show up to those games, and those are the games you desperately want to win as fans. You know, and I'm and I'm sure the players feel the same. They must have that that um that sense of pride in 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 terms of derby games. But you know, it is what it is. It's like you say, Jav is a chance to get revenge, hopefully. Um, and it's away at their ground. Unfortunately, they seem to be turning a bit of a corner now with their form because at the beginning of the season they they were really they couldn't pick up a point for love nor money, but they seem to be um. They seem to be uh, turning a bit of a corner now, and they've just—I mean, I know United haven't haven't exactly had the best season so far, but they've just—they've um, beaten them quite convincingly just recently. So it'd be an interesting match, definitely. Pe- uh, they've got um, Pellegrini now, haven't they, as their coach? Yeah. Um, so he's probably the best signing that they made all summer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really, he really is. Um, I, I think genuinely, case of them punching above their weight, getting him in. Yeah, he really. I, I was quite surprised when he when he actually did go to to West Ham. I, you know, no disrespect to Pellegrini, but you know he's a he's a title winning coach. He you know he, he won the title at City, and you'd sort of think, you know, was there no other jobs in world football that that would approach him at that time? I mean, you know, they needed to they needed to completely rechange their rechange their identity. It's a bit like what's happening at Arsenal at the moment. You know they're 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 an irrelevance to us because of what we're aiming to do, but that you always got one eye on them. Like under Sarri, it's like the three of our closest rivals are all going undergoing that process of or starting that process of of building new identities, and it'd be foolish not to 
keep one eye on them at, at the very least, even if it isn't um, in the forefront of our minds like it used to be. Yeah. I just hope we can get a result. I really do, because I, like I say, I, I hate losing to that. I think that the, the trouble is they always raise our raise their game against us, they and and uh, given the the, the the fixture mountain that we've got over those course of the course of those nine days um if one game has to give i suspect it'll be that yeah it might maybe not for the fans but i suspect for, um pochettino and the club and i think that he might rest a few players and i don't know we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens um right uh in the second half of the podcast we will discuss the barcelona game um take a few more of your questions but before we do um here is bex with this week's spurs ladies update Hey, it's Bex. Spurs ladies played today, Sunday the 30th of September. They played uh, at Bromley against Crystal Palace ladies. We went a goal down really early in the sixth minute as they got a penalty. Bit disappointing to go down so early, but never mind. Rihanna Dean saved it all on the 14th minute when she equalised. And then in the 65th minute, Angela Addison put us a goal ahead. So because of that result, the girls are second in the league and we quite like that. So they've got three out of three, um, perfect start to their league campaign. Well done, ladies. They now have a couple of weeks break until they are back in the championship. Uh, they play Lewis FC at the interestingly named The Dripping Pan Stadium down in Lewis in Sussex. So if you can get there, go and have a watch. It's a Sunday afternoon. Kickoff time is yet to be confirmed, but I would imagine either one or two o'clock. That's me done. Anybody who wants to know anything, I am on Twitter at Bunches Bex. Cheers, thanks. Bye-bye. Welcome back to the second half of the Tom Motspur Family Podcast. Thank you, Bex. Um... Let's see. Uh, just just coming back through briefly to, to to the game in the middle of the week. Um, we had a question from Ed Brad who asked, um, "Could moving to the could moving to Milton Keynes whilst the stadium um, was built benefited us?" Um, he's thinking more of a White Hart Lane type atmosphere. Now I went there in the middle of the week, and the first thing that struck me was, "Wow, this is a f- fantastic stadium, really well designed." Um, it it reminded me. Um, obviously, I, I say reminded me because I've, I've not been there. None of us have, but it reminded me of, um, or it looks similar to our new stadium, but just smaller. If that sort of makes sense, it, it just felt like that. It felt like a brand new stadium and very close to the pitch, um, but just you know with with, with less seats and and, and less t- less tears. And I and I thought it was a fantastic stadium compared to. Compare contrast it to Wembley, which is an event stadium, and this is, it, Wilton Keynes felt like a proper football ground, um, albeit a modern one. Um, but I don't think I think the the idea of playing games there was always a non-starter. One because, well, mainly because uh, it, the, the revenue stream, um, and I think Levy wouldn't have liked us playing there. Um, with the fact that attendances would have been a um, well, about thirty thousand. That's even less than White Hart Lane, let, 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 let alone what Wembley can accommodate. Um, second reason, but maybe one which perhaps the club don't care about as much, is just logistically a nightmare to get to and, and get back from. Um, so I, I, I can see it being good for a one-off game, but I think it was always a non-starter. Plus, there's all the. I mean, the 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 trust was was up in arms about 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 it because of the. You know, franchise controversy and all mm-hmm. of that, and I think that would have that would have brought a lot more ugliness um, to the to the season and a half that it's turning out to be away from 
from home. But uh, you know, to to flip Ed's question around is 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 that it's kind of amazing to play a season and a half in this much more challenging place in terms of atmosphere, in terms of size of the pitch, so that when we actually do come home, it's going to feel really special. Yeah. Um, and I, we've we've acquitted ourselves well in in these challenging circumstances, and uh, you know, I think. I think it'll be quite the um, inaugural um, games when it finally happens. Absolutely. Um, okay, let's let's talk Barcelona. So we we're playing them this um, Wednesday, and like every other Spurs fan, I'm, I'm you know really looking forward to it, really excited. Um, that being said, my expectations are quite low. Um, I don't envisage that we'll win, and I've always I always predict that we'll win a match when when I'm on on the pod or, or the very worst draw I, I seldom predict that we're going to lose a game but I if you're going to push me I'd, I'd predict that we'll, that we'll lose something like 3-0 Messi hat-trick and I'm, and I'm do you know what I'm actually fine with that I just I, I'm i in awe of them I think they're on a different planet so I, I, I fully expect the worst and if we get something something out of that game I will be delighted that's definitely the attitude it's about managing on level of expectation against Barcelona and obviously I think they've, they've not been they've not been the Barcelona of old um, mm-hmm. they I think they lost the other day didn't they um, in the Liga so it's like we always say we go there hopeful but not non-expecting and I think if we do that then you know we can only be surprised if we do manage to get a result like we did uh, you know versus Real season nobody expected that um, to happen nobody foresaw it really um and i suppose they're the best kind of they're the best kind of games when you when you're expecting nothing but then get get everything back that you know you hope for those magical moments being a football fan and, and following spurs but um i think obviously losing against inter is um that result is going to it's going to you know really antagonize us for a little while just because we were winning and um, eventually lost it, and so it's put a bit of pressure on this Barcelona result. But it is what it is. We'll we'll show up and and hopefully see if we can get something from the game. And I think that you know, that's all we can do really is just it's just wait and hope, really. So I, I I'm gonna give a completely. I mean I, I'm I'm a, I think a little bit more positive about this. First of all, I think you're I think you're both right that like there's a certain level of look these. Barcelona is on a different planet. They are they're playing with 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 you know they have a team that uh, any of us would would kill for. And obviously you know a player like Messi. Obviously the the, the pedigree that they're coming into this game with is just un, uh, unbelievable. And it's and it's the fun of the game. It's why we're in the Champions League. It's what we wanted. I'm I was so happy when we got that draw. It's everything that that. As a fan, I want to see my club have to the type of competition I want to see my club in, right? I I see it a little bit more positively though, because if there is a game this season that Poch will have prepared for, will have will will be geeing up the, the team for, it will be this game, and not just because it's Barcelona, but because of his time coaching Espanol, like because this is this is a a, a Derby match for him, I think. I, I think it was. I think it's not. A, um, 
a coincidence that we played a kind of counterattacking style against Huddersfield. I think it was in preparation. I think he's keeping an eye on this game for the past couple of weeks, and I think we we could actually come away with something. I I think we have we have some weak spots. I think we have some we, we can't try to complete compete and play the same kind of game that that they're going to play. But I think if we are resilient at the back, which we, we know we, our defense can be, if we are strong in, in, in the midfield, which we know a, a fit Wanyama and a, and a fit Dyer or a fit Winks or a fit Dembele can be, I think that that could actually provide us a doorway into a result. Um, whether that's a draw, which would be excellent, or or even, dare I say, a win, I, I would not I would not don't say it. Don't say it. I would not I, I, I'll be the happiest clapperiest of the of the bunch. But I, I I think it's possible, and I think I think Poch will have instilled how important this game is to the team, and I think they will want to win this game for for him. Um, and it being you know he said it. He said at the end of the season we have to be brave, and 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 as fans we have to be brave in terms of our support, and as the players have to be brave in terms of what they can come away with, and I'm I just I'm so looking forward to this game. I I just hope that we, we look we do it we just go out there and do ourselves justice. I think it will if we stand any chance of getting anything against Barcelona, we've got to be at, at our very best. Now the good thing is, I always feel against the top teams we we do raise our yes. game, and this is this is Barcelona. I mean, it's, you know, you've got Liverpool, you've got United, you've got these these teams. We play them on a regular basis. This is Barcelona, who we've not played in a European competition in in thirty odd years. Um, I think you've got to go back to to, to the early or mid eighties. Um, the players are going to be really up for it. This, this is a you know, it's against the likes of Messi. It's going to be um, the whole world world will be watching. So I, I think they they will no doubt raise their game. Um, I, I think that the fact that we've got Delhi out, um, possibly Ericsson, I don't know if Ericsson's back will 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 make it more challenging. Um, what, what team he goes for, I don't know. Um, we mentioned Dembele and um, Vertonghen earlier. Um, were they? Are they injury concerns for Wednesday, or were they just taken off um, as a precautionary measure? And will they start? And if Vertonghen is available, do we go with a back three? Do we go with a back four? I, I, I really don't know. There are so many sort of questions. I mean, we, we touched upon the which attacking players does he play earlier you've got the question in the midfield does he go for for winks i think this this game's suited for, for for winks but it's it's going to be a fascinating game of football and i, I just hope we just go out there and, and do ourselves justice and and play like we know that we can and if we if we come away and don't get a result but we play really well i think there's no shame in that yes it might it, it will make it difficult to progress or further difficult to progress through the group but um, play well, and we'll see what happens. Uh, we can we can hold your heads up high if you, if you put, as fans we we can do that if we if we put in a good performance. And I really hope that that we can do that. Um, we had a few questions around the game. Um, at um, Twitter handle at I know Alan Gilzine says, does my wanting to see us both press Barca hard from the front and in midfield? Um, uh, and sit back and draw them in and hit them on the counter as versus Dortmund 
um, at Wembley last season show how hard Poch is, how hard Poch's job is this week. Where do you go? I mean, it's it's yeah. Do you, do you hit them on the press them and 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 hit them on the front foot and play them at their own game, or or do you try to um, counter them? I think we're going to see both in various phases of the game. I think we're. I think. I think uh, Poch will will have us coming out very very strong in the first first chunk of of the game. Try to try to stun them. Wembley, big occasion. They're probably underestimating us a little bit in the same way that Huddersfield tried to hurt us very early on. I think Poch will have will have. The, the side just playing as hard as they can for about 10, 15 minutes. And then I think we'll kind of revert to a more soak up the soak up the pressure. I think we saw a similar, a, a similar tactic against um, Madrid and against Dortmund last uh, Dortmund. Um, was it Dortmund last year? Yeah. Yeah. I think there was a, a similar that where we kind of afterwards were di- dissecting and thinking, was that, was that part of the plan? Or did they have to play, change the game plan in the middle of the game to sort of, allow for the the more potent attack i i I think it's i think it'll be part of the game plan i think we'll at various phases um come out swinging as hard as we can and i think that's part of whether or not it was um precautionary or there was an injury i think having a player like dyer as part of the the back three will allow for that kind of um flexibility right where he can be jumping out and be part of a midfield three and then dropping back and being part of uh, five across the back at times. Um, I think, so I think we'll see a little bit of both. Yep. Um, we mentioned the, the dreamy-eyed Argentinian earlier. I'm not talking about Pochettino, but our, <laughs> our goalkeeper. Um, another one from Alan. Uh, I know Alan Gosin. He says, should we find Gazaniga left foot before Wednesday if we're going to play out from our own box versus Barcelona, um, he adds, I'd like to see us take fewer risks and go longer more often than is usual, as we look a little shaky playing this way so far this season. It has been nerve-wracking, that whole playing out from the back um, system, but that's the way Poch that's the way Poch plays. We're not mm. going to play any different. I can't. I can't see us suddenly deploying a long ball tactic. I'd be very surprised. The only way I could see us deploying any sort of tactic like that is is if Lorente was to surprisingly make a, a cameo appearance. But I can't. I can't see that happening. To be honest. Um, I mean, hopefully, no disrespect to Gazaniga in any sense, because obviously we were waxing lyrical about him a few minutes ago. But I think. Um, I think hopefully um, Hugo Hugo will be back for the Barcelona game. Fingers crossed. I, I, I've heard rumblings that he may he may uh, make his return against Barcelona. Um, so oh, goodness knows we have multiple issues with, with goalkeepers playing out from the back. With with the, we all know that that's not one of Hugo's particular strengths. Um, but I think it's going to be a case of trying to keep them at arm's length, and I and I guess the the sensible thing to do is is to is to hoof the ball downfield as often as we can, rather than you know play ourselves into trouble. But from what I've seen of us playing in Europe against Inter Milan, I I, I don't see us playing any other way. Um, so regardless of whichever keeper starts between the sticks, I think um, they're going to have to be pretty on their on their game with their feet. Um, in order to get a result, I really do. Whether I'm, that happens, I don't know. <laughs> I'm much less concerned about 
whether it's Gazaniga and Loris in terms of playing out from the back than I am, you know, uh, poor decision making from Dyer or poor decision making from Sanchez. That that's really where the danger comes, right? I mean, obviously, if you put him in under pressure, you're making you're increasing the possibility that that Dyer or Sanchez or Vertonghen or any of them will make a poor decision in their next pass. But it really the onus is on them, and it hasn't been. We have we've made errors regardless of who's been the keeper, um, and we, if we can manage to get to eliminate some of those errors. More importantly, manage to not let those errors punish us the way we do. It's almost like it's almost clockwork, right? When when we make an error um, in the de- in the defensive phase of the game, we tend to concede. <laughs> and and obviously those errors are more costly. But sometimes those errors will just lead to a throw-in, and we'll concede because our head is gone. Um, it's really mm-hmm. really really important. For us to to keep our heads, um, I'm much less concerned about. I mean, yeah, obviously, I'd like Loris to be back, but like you know, between the three of them, I think there's all three of them are good shot stoppers, and I think all three of them are are good keepers. Um, it's really will for me come down to can our back three or back five, depending on how we're playing, um, can they keep their heads about them? You know, if Sanchez dives in and and and. Uh, is exposed does he go running like crazy to try to get to try to get the ball back or does he fall back into his defensive positioning and, and regain that composure and in, in the first chunk of this season we have not regained our composure after after errors and that has led us to go let, led us to conceding goals I think if we can keep our composure and keep our discipline we're very 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 good defense Hmm. So you mentioned that that's the way we play. That's the way that Pochettino set us up playing out the back, and that's not going to change. Um, and I think that uh, if you look at it, sometimes it's very frustrating when we do that and mistakes are made. But it's very seldom that we concede goals playing in that fashion. If you if you if you mm. look at high profile mistakes yeah, that have been made with goalkeepers playing out of the back this season, the one that comes to mind is Allison. Yeah. Um at at, at, at at Liverpool. We seldom, you know, occasionally we'll lose it and it'll go for a throw in and that's frustrating. Um you look at the flip side of it, you look at the goal that we scored against Brighton the other week. That came from playing it at, out of the back. It started with uh, well it went the ball went back to Gazaniga and then he he Started a, a move. Um, I think that the key thing with with Barcelona is look, they're a top 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 quality side, and they, that old adage about possession being nine tenths of the law. So I think two things: one, you can't afford to make mistakes anywhere in the pitch. If you lose the ball, and if you lose the ball, um, and let's face it, if you if you pump it long, unless you win that flick on, the chances are that if you pump, if you if you hit it long, um, you'll, there's a good good chance you'll 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 lose it whereas if you play it short out of the back at least you're playing it directly to a player and he can hopefully start to move it out and beat a high press if, if that's what the opposition is doing kick it long and there's a good chance that you'll just it'll just go you know if you don't win that first and second header it'll um go to the opposition and possession is going to be nine tenths of the law and you against barcelona and if you if you don't keep hold of the ball; they will punish you. So I think we, we generally, collectively, we can't afford to make too many mistakes. Um, you, you can because... even you can even see it when sorry to interrupt, but you can even see it um, further up the pitch with Trippier. This earlier this season when he was just pumping cross in after cross, 
it's aimless and we lose possession and then the attack is over. Whereas now that he's he's starting to be a little bit more picky and taking more choices and looking more for a pass before he pumps the cross in, we're maintaining the attack and 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 it's we're 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 starting to look more like our team. And I think that's you're exactly right about about the long ball. Exactly. And, right. and, and, and you mentioned Trippier. The, the, the yesterday, the the opportunity or the, or the pass was there to, to to cross it for Kane for the first goal. Mm-hmm. So he, so he did it and we scored. There are countless other times where he'll have the ball and he won't necessarily cr- cross it. Or it might not even be Trippier. It might be somebody else in that position. I can hear fans um, behind and to the side of me groan and moan. But then you sort of look and you look at the picture and, and the play and, and, and there aren't enough players in the box mm-hmm. and you can criticise, you can say that's a fault of our players um, and there should be players in the box but if they're not there, what's the point of crossing the ball? You, then you've, yes you've got to hold it and you've got to pass it back and sideways and, until you carve that opening so otherwise yeah you'll you'll put an aimless effectively will be a, will look like a fantastic delivery but it ends up being an aim, aimless cross which leads to nothing other than just falling straight into the hands of opposition, and, and then they've got the ball and they, and they can punish us. Um, one other thing on Barcelona, um, I can't remember who it was. One of you mentioned Lorente. Uh, um, yeah, I did. I wonder. I'm not a fan, but I wonder. Uh, surprisingly, but I wonder. Um, or not surprisingly, I wonder if he features on the bench on uh, on Wednesday, um, just because. He's played no no doubt countless games against Barcelona, and I remember last season he he started in the no one expected it, but he started in, in the um uh, yeah he did in the, yeah. in, in the in the Bernabeu against Madrid, um, and I wonder whether his knowledge of Spanish football could help. We shall see. Um, it's so right. fit. It's search fit for the mm-hmm. game. Sorry, just a it's search fit for the game. Um, well, he yeah he picks he picks up an injury, didn't he, against um. Uh, Watford in the middle of the week, and they they interviewed Pochettino afterwards, and his reaction apparently was he he, he felt that it wasn't too good of an injury, so possibly not. He might be out out out, out of that one. So we it, yeah, see. The, the, so just the, just earlier this morning, this uh, earlier today, there was uh, I forget who had it, but someone had had Poch's quotes on on um, the the injury list being pretty long and. Nobody right now that's on that list, including Serge and Eriksson and Vertonghen, none of them are at from this vantage point coming back. Um, he said they're assessing them tomorrow, but it did not sound particularly no. hopeful. No. Um, final thing, um, Zoe, you mentioned Hugh, yeah. Hugo in, in relation to Barcelona. Well. I, sorry. I wouldn't be surprised if, if a tweet goes out on Monday morning from Spurs official just saying, with some pictures of Hugo and it, or he's back in training and suddenly he's he's available for 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 that game. It's a big game and 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 do you want him to be available? Yeah. Um, and then it then raises the question: Was he actually injured? Um, who knows? But that's that's just conspiracy theories amongst amongst us. Right, we have got about two or three questions that we need to get through fairly quickly because um, we've gone on a bit. Um, before we do, though, very importantly, Aaron. Um, you host a podcast, and we've talked about it before. The, the first time, long time, long time podcast. The question that I've got, the question of other listeners, um, <laughs> or the first time, long time podcast I've got, who happen to be listening to this podcast as well. When is it back? I know, it's been a I bit, know. Been, been a bit of a hiatus. I know. well, uh, yes. I and, and uh, season three is on, is in the works. I've got three stories right now, um, and um, they just take a long time, and I've been sort of 
luckily busy with some interesting work projects. Um, but there are three new episodes that are in the works that will be coming out. And I would be, I'm, I'm hoping that sometime late November, early December will be the release of season three of First Time, Long Time. Excellent. Yes. All, all good things come to those who wait. That's and, right. And, I, and I'm not just saying it because you're on the pod and you're a friend. It is a very, very good um, podcast. And, and um, just the stories, um, the production values, everything's good. And, 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 I, and I suppose that's why it takes takes so long to to get them out but but i'm i'm looking forward to, to them right um very quickly um john steggles is our squad now looking as thin as a wafer mint yes <laughs> next question <laughs> <laughs> um i think it is because of the injuries so i suspect i i, I think if, if we had everybody fit and available we'd actually have a lot of you know, a lot of in the same way at the moment we sort of speculate who's going to be the player that supports Kane. Is it San? Is it Lamella? Is it Mora? Um, we we've, we do have. I think we have a better squad than people give us credit for. But at the moment, it doesn't look too clever. It, um, there was a point. Oh, injuries have really taken its toll on us mm. at, at the minute, and uh, you know, unfortunately, it's just something we're going to have to ride out, and hopefully that they'll come back and we'll have a better second half of the season when everyone's fit and firing and and that's all we have to hope for i suppose that you know it's not going to be anything that's too long term and keep our best players as fit as possible i, I you know that's our only hope going into this remainder of the season really you know i mean and and touch wood but we've been we've been lucky with the type with the injuries i mean they've been they're not like kane and son being injured you know what i mean like there's we, we have replacements we have backup um we, we have we have a lot, a lot of cover in, in many positions, and so we, it doesn't seem like we're not we're not feeling makeshift right backs right now. We're not fit, figuring out how we're going to, you know, send a team out because we're missing a fundamental position on the on the side. But yeah, it's 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 we're 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 one or two injuries away from that situation, right? But I think that's just bad luck, and it's it's the right time for it to happen. Um, as frustrating as it is, as you're saying, Zoe, I think um, as these these players start to come back from injury, um, they will have gotten their rest and they will be getting back into in, in, into fitness at exactly the business end of the season. Okay, final two questions. Um, Ed Brad, uh, it's another one on the dreamy eyed Argentinian. Um, he says, Gazaniga, do we have a future first choice keeper? I'm I'm not 100 percent sure that he's that he'll, he'll ever really be first choice. Um, he's certainly a very capable deputy, um, and I would I would certainly put him in that second choice bracket. Where you know, as Vorm is aging and he's what 34 now, coming into the last year of his contract, I think ultimately he he does deserve through his performances to to take that 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 jersey from Vorm, um, but. How old is he now? Twenty six, Gasniga. Yeah, yeah. He's not as young as I would have thought he'd be. Young at all? He's he's not. He's if anything, he he should be getting towards like the prime of his career in the in the next few in the next few years. But you can't see him overtaking the likes of of Hugo Lloris. You you know the French number one goalkeeper and captain. You know the odds are stacked against Gasniga. Unfortunately, mm. all we can hope is that when we need him and when he's called upon, that he. Performs to the standard that we have seen. He's unbeaten in a Spurs shirt. 
I've I've seen these stats today. Someone someone put out on Twitter that he's uh, all his stats about um, how well he's performed since he's come in, and and if, if that's all he's going to do for us in in terms of being a deputy, but he's uh, an unbeaten deputy, I'll take that all day long, hundred percent. And and Vorm is starting to have a little bit of the Friedel about him, you know, like that he's sort of defying. He's still around. He's still the second choice. He's. I think I think it's much more likely that we see Gazaniga as the as the as the second choice goalkeeper playing all the cups next season. But I I, I agree. I don't I don't see him as taking over Loris. Yeah. Yeah. No. I agree. And and I think also it's you know, it's too early to make a ju- judgment. Um, at the moment, at, at best, I'd say second choice goalkeeper. Um, even if even if he's good enough to be first choice, he's not at at this point in time. He is not. Um, we've not really seen him being tested. He's tested to the degree that we, we he he needs a lot of games um, to you know, and for us to see um, how consistent he is. Um, you can't make judgments over to two or three games. But he, but even if he's a capable second choice, is he good enough to 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 um, outseat Larice? I'd say no. Uh, Long term. When Larice hangs up his boots, or or, or this suddenly starts to decline, maybe. But even then, I say at the moment, it's quite conceivable. A few years ago, um, when we were a lesser team, yeah, perhaps he he might might have gone on and become a first choice goalkeeper. But I think today, um, if you want to be first choice keeper at Spurs, we're we're a top club, we're a top four, top four side, and, and and the spine of that that team is really important. And Therefore, you've got to have top quality, almost world class or world class goalkeeper, which we have a world class goalkeeper in Hugo. So uh, he isn't at that level. At, at best, he's a very good goalkeeper, or he could be a very good goalkeeper. Is he world class? It's just far too early to be making those judgments. You'd yeah. have to play a lot of games before we could make that make that judgment. Right, final one. Um, this is a reoccurring question on the pod. And um, Aaron, because it's your first time on the podcast, um, over to you. Question is from I know at it's Twitter handle at I know Alan Glazine. And it, the question is, which Spurs player would you like to travel to and sit with at an away game? Um, okay, so. Joke answer Sissoko because that means that he's not playing. Real answer is Gazaniga. <laughs> the real answer I think would be Eric Dyer, and here's why: because I feel like he's not flashy enough that like he could, you could imagine him sort of going unrecognized in the in the in like the uh, away the way stands. Like he could kind of like you know put up his put on a, a cap and sunglasses, and maybe people don't recognize him. And it would it wouldn't mean that like my whole trip would be about like waiting for Dyer to give another autograph. We might be able to sort of sneak under the radar, and then I just imagine he seems like he has such a footballing brain. Even right now, though he's not quite in form, I I imagine the insight. He, that he must have from just watching the the game with him, I just imagine it would be amazing. He he strikes me as the kind of guy that, you know, 15, 20 years from now we're going to see him as a as a manager on an up and coming team that is punching above its weight. Just because I think he's got that mind, and I would love to sit there and just hear him dissect a performance. And I feel like he right. he he'd be screaming at the top of his lungs for a goal, and he'd be right there w- with the rest of us. 
Right. Um, the next podcast we should be recording a week today. Um, my guest will be John Steggles, and uh, back on the pod for the first time this season, it will be Chris Cowlin. Um, until then, thank you, Zoe. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks, Aaron. Thank you, Aaron. Thank you. And until next week, the future's bright, the future's lily white. Good night. Come on, Tottenham, stick it in the goal. Come on, Tottenham, don't be so bloody slow. You are the first team, the last team my dreams have ever seen. Put on that lily white and run on to that green. White Hart Lane has seen its pain, it's had its load of nights we fought our team through thick and thin and all those boring nights And when the game is done we'll sing a song and talk it out all night Hey, Come on Tottenham, stick it in the goal Come on Tottenham, don't be so bloody slow You are the first team, the last team my dreams have ever seen Pull on that lily white and run on to that green Oh, we've seen them come, we've seen them go, the names up on our shirt Gods have failed as men are hailed and faces in the dirt Now gather round and sing it out and we'll talk out over her